0: Welcome to A Better Covenant Podcast, an arm of the teaching ministry of Dr. Felix Idolo. We pray that this message will bless you and lift you up as Dr. Felix Idolo brings you deeper insights into God's covenant with us. And now, here is Dr. Felix Idolo. We are speaking on the subject of God's forgiveness, which when you come to understand it, It's a force, it's a power that can bring so many good things into your life to release you from whatever bondage you are in now and put you on the path to fulfilling your destiny in Christ Jesus. Learn to take advantage of the forgiveness of God which is available to us all. We go back again to Psalm 103 where it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction. So it goes on and on. And then it gets right down to verse 22 where it says, Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. So this psalm begins with the soul, and ends with the soul. that tells you that the soul features prominently on this psalm. The soul is one of the uh, is actually the subject of this psalm. The man is talking to his soul and we'll come down to that later. Now we talked about the word forgiveness and remember to forget we realize that to forget does not mean to go into oblivion. In other words, you don't remember it at all, but to forget in the biblical sense simply means you're not walking in the benefit of it. It's available there for you, but you're not walking in the reality of it, and in the for- and in the power of it, and in the benefits of it. In other words, your life is not benefiting from the forgiveness of God, even though it's there for you, but you, as a person, are not receiving the benefits of that forgiveness. So that's what the biblical sense of forgiveness is. That's what it means to forgive, to forget uh, in the Bible. That's the biblical sense of forgetting is to be in a situation where even though it's there for you, you are not receiving the benefits of it. It's not benefiting you in your soul. It's not benefiting your body. It's not benefiting you in your finances, in your affairs. It's not benefiting you in other aspects of your life. The forgiveness is there, but you're not taking advantage of it. Okay, so that's the meaning of the word forget. Now today, I want us to look at that word. To, oh my soul, that phrase, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Remember, we talked about uh, the phrase to remember. We talked about that in our last broadcast and in our last podcast. Now it goes on to say, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. So he's talking to his soul. He's speaking to his mind. (laughs) He says, Oh, my soul. Talking to his mind. What does that mean? He's taking control of his thought life. Did you notice that you cannot think about something different from what you are talking at the same time? In other words, you can't be saying, for example, let's say I'm counting 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. While I'm counting 1 to 20, I can't be thinking A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H at the same time. It's not possible. My mind always goes along with what my mouth is saying. Whatever I'm saying is what my, mouth, my mind thinks. My mind has to stop whatever my trend of thought is. By the time I start talking, that trend of thought is interrupted. So if my trend of thought is in the line of sickness, disease, unforgiveness, God not forgiving me and all that, the moment I begin to say, bless the Lord, O my soul, and and forget not all his benefits, when I begin to talk like that, my mind abandons that other trend of thought and begins to think in line with, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. So when I say 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10... My mind abandons every other thread of thoughts and begins to flow with 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. My mind begins to think in that direction. So that's how to take control of your thought life. You take control of your thought life with your mouth. And that's what the man is doing here. He's saying, oh my soul, he's talking to his mind. He's taking control of his thought life. Why? Because that's where you forget. He's bringing his mind back to the forgiveness of God. His mind is straying away from that forgiveness, straying back into the past, straying back into the problem. Whatever he did that was wrong, his mind is beginning to play it over and over again in his mind. In order to interrupt it, he begins to remind himself of the forgiveness of God. So that's how you deal with it. That's how you remember. You see, if you don't do that, then you won't walk in the benefits of it. In order to walk in the benefits of it, he engages his mouth. So he's taking some control of his thought life. Why? Because the mind is the arena of the battles for our lives. The battles of our life are fought in our minds. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not kernel. But mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So we hear in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3, we see warfare here. And he said, We don't war like human beings. He said, The the weapons of our warfare are not canna. The word canna means that which relates to the five physical senses. No doubt, the weapons that he uses to fight the battles of his life, you can't see them with your physical eyes. You can't hear about them in your physical ears. You can't feel it with your physical bodies and your feelings. You can't smell it. You can't taste it. And yet those weapons are powerful. It says, for the pulling down of strongholds and casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought to the obedience of Christ. You see? So he's talking about thoughts. He's talking about Imagination. He's talking about strongholds. Those are things that happen in the soul realm. The soul is the arena for the battles of our life. Man is a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in a physical body. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 tells us that. First Thessalonians 5, verse 26. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So man is a spirit, he's got a soul, he lives in a physical body. So your spirit is a part of you that is born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, if you are a child of God, that is. Your spirit is born again, got the Holy Ghost in there, you got eternal life in there. Your spirit is not where the battle takes place. God Satan doesn't fight us in our spirit. We don't have any problems in our spirit. The devil is not battling us in our spirit. The soul, which consists of the thoughts, the will, the emotions, and the imagination is where the battle is fought. And this man is talking about, which is David here. Yeah, David is a writer of Psalm 103. He's talking about, he's fighting the battle of the soul. The enemy is bringing thoughts of his past, thoughts of whatever he's done wrong. He's bringing them before his mind, flashing them over and over again in his mind. His thoughts are going back to that past, that ugly past, And he's running over and over in his mind. And the devil is busy suggesting to him and saying, look look how ugly you acted. God could not forgive you of such a mess. Look how you messed up. Look what you did that was so terribly wrong. Look how you sinned before the entire nation of Israel. Look what you did with Bathsheba. The enemy is reminding him of all these bad things that he's done wrong and is running over and over again. And here, the Holy Spirit is teaching him how to get control of it. The way to interrupt that trend of thought is to call his mind back to the forgiveness of God. And that's what you should do when you're fighting the battle to walk in God's forgiveness. The devil is going to do everything he, try- he can. To deny you of the benefits of God's forgiveness. And if the devil can convince you that God has not forgiven you, he'll shut out every other benefit of the covenant. You won't be able to walk in the healing. You won't be able to walk in all this other thing that he's talking about. For example, he says, who forgives you all your diseases. Do you know if you're if you not sure that God has forgiven you, you won't be able to receive your healing? Who redeems your life from destruction? In other words, the devil will be able to quickly destroy you Or if you're already in that pit of destruction, you won't be able to come out of it if you are not sure of God's forgiveness. He crowns your life with loving kindness and tender mercies. You see, David was a king. And at a point in time, that throne was taken away from him. His son stripped him of his crown. And now he says, he crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. Don't you think all that time was on the run away from his son Absalom? The enemy was out there, bombarding his mind, you'll never get back your throne. You'll never get back to your throne. You'll never get your crown. Your son has taken it over completely. You'll never be able to get back to Israel. You're going to live the rest of your life a fugitive, running away from your son, Absalom. And if Absalom can get his hands on you, he's going to kill you. You'll never be able to recover from this. The enemy was suggesting bombarding his mind with all these thoughts. And the man began to remind himself, of the benefits of the covenant, he says, "He forgives me of all my iniquities, and he heals me of all my diseases." He was probably sick. As a matter of fact is documented at that point in time in David's life. He was, he went ill. He became ill. He lost weight. You'll find that in one of the psalms. He became so sick because of that situation that had come upon him, and the devil was telling, "You're not going to be, you're not going to be able to recover from this. You're finished, David." Now, in order to interrupt that trend of thought, he begins to verbalize, he begins to speak, he begins to speak to himself, he begins to read that loud, what the Bible says about his forgiveness. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not. You see, those are the things that will cause you to forget. Remember I said, to forget means you put it in a place where you cannot access it. See, these thoughts that are jamming his mind, that are cramp, cramming into his mind, these thoughts that are trying to fill his mind, are trying to push out of his consciousness the thoughts of God's forgiveness. That's what those thoughts were doing. That's the battle that David was fighting for his life at this point in time. And that's the same battle you're going to fight. When you've done wrong, when you've committed sin, when you've violated the commandments of God, the devil is going to fight you. The devil is going to tell you God will never forgive you. The devil is going to tell you you've done so bad, God could never forgive you. Look how ugly you acted. And so you have to remind yourself, in order to fight that battle, you have to engage your mouth, you have to engage your tongue to interrupt that trend of thoughts and infuse a new trend of thought. To get your mind thinking in line with the word of God, you have to start verbalizing what God has said about you. So that's what David is doing here. He's saying, uh, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. Forget it not. Remember it, because now that's how you're going to be able to walk in this power of this forgiveness. Just like I place my key at a particular, the keys to my car at a particular spot hanging there. The next morning when I want to go to work, I just go to that spot, pick it up, and I have the benefits of my car. But if I accidentally, mistakenly, because my mind is filled with other thoughts, drop it somewhere, I normally don't drop it. The next day, I could search the whole house and not find my key. Does that mean I forgot the key? Does that mean I forgot the car? No, it simply means I cannot get the benefits of my car for that money. The car is there, but I'm not walking in the benefits of that car. You see, that's what he's saying. The forgiveness is there, but when you forget it, you're not walking in the reality of it. It's not doing you any good. That's the reason why he says, forget it not. And how is he doing it? With his mouth. And you're going to have to do that for yourself. You're going to have to start confessing with your mouth. The Lord has forgiven me. If I confess my sins is faithful and just to forgive me my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. You have to remind yourself over and over again. Take control of your thought life. So by talking to his mind, David is taking control of his thought life. If he doesn't do that, you see, all that thoughts will displace that thought of God's forgiveness out of his mind and then he won't walk in the benefits of it. That's what we're talking about. That's the biblical conception of forgetting means to misplace something to displace it from his usual place so if i don't keep confessing that and keep reminding myself over and over again what god has said about my forgiveness all that thoughts the devil will fill my mind with other thoughts that will displace that thoughts out of my mind and what will happen i will lose the benefits of god's forgiveness and of course when i lose the benefits of god's forgiveness what happens these other things that are listed there after the forgiveness of God, I also lose those things in my life. We'll get to them later. So if you look at 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1, it speaks of arming yourself with the self-same mind. Let's, leave, let's read it. I want to read that uh, 1 Peter chapter 4 because the soul or the mind is the arena of the battle. That's where the battles of our lives are fought. All the battles of our life, we win them or lose them in the arena of thoughts. That's where you lose or that's where you win. And this man, by taking control of his thought life, is winning the battle of walking in God's forgiveness. That's David. So let's look at First Peter chapter 4, verse 1. It says, Therefore, since Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourself also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. He says, arm yourself with the same mind. There's another translation that says, arm yourself with these thoughts. Why? Because the soul realm is the arena for the battles of our life. That's where the battles are fought. For. That's where the enemy uh, uh, comes against us. That's where we grow weary and faint. It's in the soul realm. And that's why the man is taking control of his his soul. He's taking control of his thoughts with his mouth. He's he's using his mouth to engage his soul where he wants his soul to be. If he doesn't do that, the thoughts, all the condemning thoughts of the enemy will fill his mind and displace the thoughts of God's forgiveness. And the result will be, he will lose the reality of God's forgiveness in his life. Even though that forgiveness is there, even though that forgiveness is available to him, uh, he won't walk in the reality of it because his mind is filled with thoughts of guilt, thoughts of condemnation, thoughts of, uh, of, of failure, and he will lose the, that benefit. So the soul is the arena. Look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, Let us lay aside every weight and every sin which so easily besets us, and let us run with patience or endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged or faint in your souls." He says that's where you give up. That's where you faint. That's where you surrender. That's where you quit. That's where you cave in to the enemy. It's right there in the soul realm. So the man is dealing with his soul. He's fighting the battle of walking in the reality of God's forgiveness. And I tell you, there's a battle there, not because God doesn't forgive you, but because the enemy wants to deny you the benefits of that forgiveness. So he fills your mind with thoughts, negative thoughts. It makes you see how ugly you've acted. It makes you think of how ugly you acted. It makes you think of how sinful you've been, how careless you were, how what a disappointment you've been to yourself and to others. The enemy will fill your mind with these thoughts in order to deny you the reality and the force and the power of God's forgiveness. And so the, uh, the King David knew how to deal with this. How did he deal with it? He began to say to his soul, Bless the Lord of oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. He's talking to his mind. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Then he lists the first benefit, who forgives you all your iniquities. He forgives. He's reminding his mind. God is already forgiving him. But because the enemy is bringing it over and over again to his mind, he has to remind his mind of that forgiveness, so that he could walk in the reality of it. So he says, he forgives you. God's forgiven you of all your iniquities. Walk in that reality. Remember it. Do not allow the enemy to fill your minds with thoughts of guilt and thoughts of condemnation and deny you the benefits and the power of that forgiveness. So do what the the King David did. Begin to verbalize it. God has forgiven me. If I confess my sins, he is faithful and just to forgive me my sins and to cleanse me from all that is unrighteous. I'm forgiven. What God has forgiven is forgotten. God does not remember my iniquities. He's forgiven me. He's cleansed me from all the unrighteousness associated with that iniquity. I'm free from it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As you walk in that, your life will be ushered into a new dimension of freedom and power. I'll end it there today. Until I come your way again, keep walking in the forgiveness of God, keep walking in the power of God, keep walking in the unconditional love of God, and the Lord Jesus Christ himself, head of the church, bless you. In Jesus' name. We trust that this message has been a blessing to you. Be sure to join us again for another refreshing episode. For additional information, Please visit www.abettercovenant.org or email us at abcabettercovenant.org.